everybody. It's a new week. I know we've been slacking a little bit. That's a little bit of my fault, a little bit of everybody's fault. You know, life just gets busy. It's all your fault. It's <laughs> <laughs> it is a hundred percent on me. Take that. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare try to blame this on me. Uh, no. Listen, you've been you've been a good boy. It's me and Juan. Hey, nah, I'm I'm super busy too, so it's all good. Um, but not as busy as Juan, and that's why he's not here giving call and shit like me. Um, he has a lot on his plate this week, and so he's not. Our boy's be... trying to finish up school. Exactly. Uh, huge kudos to him. And so we are going to like artificer do this tag team this ish just me and colin um but out in the that's right but uh <laughs> <laughs> never gets old <laughs> um but um instead of uh moving on to rogue without one because we didn't want to do that um we decided to switch things up a little bit so what are we doing today colin we gonna get into it and like you said we're gonna take a little left turn but not too far left that we're not on the same topic we're gonna help the new dms to dnd a little not specifically because it, it does help across the board right but just things that you can do to help yourself and your party for your first time or just one of your beginning times being a dm yep that's that's right we are going to be doing um just some general advice on how to run a game and as a player what to expect and um, some um, advice that I personally wish I had when I first started DMing. So um, hopefully this helps um, and yeah, let's get right into it. Um, so you know, you've decided you have either been listening to our show or You've been watching Stranger Things, and that's originally what we were going to talk about today, but we figure we'll let it rest for a little bit. time before we start talking about how it ended, because, <laughs> yeah. God, ooh, God damn. <laughs> right? It's so, so good. And so we will save that for another episode, um, but, you know, you decide, whatever it is that got spiked this interest in um, tabletop games or D&D specifically, um, you've decided that you want to put on the big boy pants and start running a game, which... I think you should. It's a great idea. It's super fun, creative outlet for you to utilize, and you can bring some friends and strangers together and have a really good time. Um, but one thing going forward that you need to know about D&D and other tabletop RPG games is it is a party game. So step one, don't go by the books. <laughs> don't yeah. come up with all these things. Step one, have a party. Um, whether you consider not like a spin the bottle, but I mean, Hey, you know, D and D gets tipsy no. too. throw, <laughs> throw some alcohol in there. It, it can get pretty wild. Um, <laughs> but it is a party game and it's all about playing with other people. And so, um, it's not a game that you can play by yourself. Believe me, I tried. That's just make believe in your head. <laughs> so. it's, it's very boring and it's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they, it definitely can be done with a group of people. Um, and that's what we want to talk about. Let's say you have a group of people that you decide you need to play with, that you want to play with. Um, if it's their first time, so they're seasoned players, this is advice for everyone. As, an, as a DM who's running a campaign, you want to be able to have a discussion on how the campaign's going to run, um, player dynamics, and um, pretty much uh, get a, a general feel of how players want to play the game. And that is a session zero. Um, we've talked about this, oh, I don't know, 
quite a bit in I was gonna say we bring it up every once in a while like yeah I'd say every other episode but it and I I think like you were gonna say and I don't mean to cut you off we'll we got it. time we'll talk we'll all talk yeah. about stuff here you yeah, know for sure go <laughs> jump right in we have we have to make up for Juan's uh yeah part so <laughs> so please cut me um, off as much as you can <laughs> but I think it's super important to uh have that session zero and that's something that you taught me because I've I've played with you well, I played with uh, our first DM the the game where I jumped in as a cleric and I didn't have a session zero for that so I kind of didn't know what was going on jumped right. in balls deep and I didn't even know the character so that <laughs> yeah it was a it was a double whammy and with that it it does it is more difficult um, hopping into a game that's already running because yeah you think yeah they probably had a session zero or should have but they've been playing the game since episode one you know they're like and they have a they have a route that they're going so and this is i guess a tip for a player if you're hopping into a story that's been on first timers like you get grandfather right but when you play your first session you are not even close to the main character so sit the back sit, sit back and shut yeah and it it is what i used to do and this is a tangent we'll come back to session zero um but when i i my first campaign i ran it was pretty aggressive takeover i'm not gonna lie i was playing with a group of people who were like my co-workers and i was like this is cool and these guys are cool but i would have more fun playing like with, the group right i'd have more fun playing with my friends so i took it upon myself to run a game and i did a completely homebrew game and it was a big overtaking but and so what i would do and i don't necessarily think this is the right way but it gives people the chance to see how DD is played before committing um when someone new wanted to play in my games i'd say come sit for a session just be a fly on the wall you can talk you can have our snacks you can drink with us we can joke around whatever but let's not play the game yeah like, you don't have to sit in the corner and shut up but right ask questions um feel how we play and I think I did that with Colin. I did it with uh, yeah. a couple of my other friends. And they sat there for the first, like, I don't know. my Back then, my sessions were like three hours on a Saturday morning. And they'd sit there and hang out with us. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I want to do this. And kind of gave them an idea how the party played and how they played the game. Giving them a little sneak peek on what potentially session zero was. And for that campaign, I didn't run one. I, it was a new DM. And i made some mistakes you gotta learn the bumps yeah i'm definitely going to get into those mistakes later on in this episode but um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but it is a a way if you have players coming in and let's say they you you're like 12 episodes in i say episodes (laughs) because that's why i've always said it's 12 sessions in i'm just gonna stick with episodes that sounds so much cooler um i was gonna say it's a it's a trilogy it's a great saga it's a saga that's right and so um it's just a way for people to like get a feel for how your party plays the game and it's totally fine to do that um there are probably other ways you can do for them to get the same feel like maybe meeting with the dungeon master one-on-one um but yeah there's a bunch of things what's going on in the party so far right right and so session zero is essential because like i said it's a party game and as uh the dm the gm whatever title you want to give yourself supreme king whatever god <laughs> daddy whatever it is um spy dad, <laughs> spy dad. um it it is your job and responsibility to make sure that the players who've committed their time to you are having fun 
And this is kind of a hard thing for beginner DMs to have this concept um, that you are not always right. So I had this game that I really, really wanted to run and I brought it to my friend group and I was like, hey, I want to run this game. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't really sound fun. <laughs> so um, for me to just say, no, this is what we're going to do that game would have burned out and would never have been played. Yeah, no one would have wanted to keep going. Exactly. So having a session zero is a way for you as the DM to set expectations with your players. You sit them down before you ever draw swords and raid a dungeon or rescue a damsel or whatever crazy puzzle is thrown at you. You sit Get down- Into a tavern bra. <laughs> right, you sit down as players, as regular people we are and we talk. We say, hey, you know, the DM's like, this is kind of the game I want to run. I want to run, I don't know, like, uh, the Dungeon Master Guides gives a wide variety of campaigns that you can run. I'm just going to say Grand Fantasy because that's the typical one in D&D where there's magic, dragons, uh, mighty the, wizards. The, the good old. The good old, the good old, good old D&D. You know? Fantasy. Yeah, good fantasy trope, we'll say. And, um, right, what do you think? Because if the players aren't interested, you're not going to have success. They're going to get bored or they're not going to want to play. So it's a way for you guys to bridge the gap between the differences. And I'm not saying as the DM who's dedicating all this time to run the game to just be like, not have a voice. That's not what I'm saying. Scrap your entire story. No, I'm saying like, let's say this grand fantasy thing. And all my players are like, no, we would rather play in like the uh oberon setting where there's like no magic you know we want to be like technology is king uh, magic is very old and rare and it's like a, a survivability campaign okay me as the dm who wanted to run this grand fantasy built around like maybe these dragons flying around destroying things what do i do okay i start trickling in my main idea into this new setting maybe it's not as extreme as i necessarily had my idea for but I can give them what they want, where they want technology to be king. And maybe along their travels, as I focus on that, they stumble into something that awakens ancient. these ancient dragons. That is like, no one's seen them, no one's dealt with them for a millennia, so they have to go digging through old ancient relics. This gives the fantasy vibe that the DM was going for, but still... While trying to adapt with their new age thinking and shit. Exactly. So it's a way for you to adapt to that. And like, if I just was like, nah we are doing this we're not doing that <laughs> we are doing it my way i i'm power trip dm this is the only amount of power i've ever had in my life and i'm gonna huh? use it damn it um it's not Little gonna man. go well you know it's not gonna go well at all no one's gonna have fun no one's gonna want to play and is session zeros aren't only for that reason that is probably the main point of them is to establish hey I don't really like hack and slash games. I'd rather have more mystery, political espionage, stuff like that. It gives you a way to adapt to each player's wants. Yeah. Um, um, another thing for session zero um, that is a really important reason why we do this is because um, it gives players the chance to be have their origin discussion. It's, I think that kind of plays a huge part into the story and kind of DMing a few times I agree having the session zero is probably one of the most important parts for having right. the intention of the story because like you said you have your story that you came up with that you want to tell but having the sandbox reality where you get to let their backstory and their origins kind of bleed into what the game is 
and yeah. trickle it in. Like, say if someone comes from a village that got burnt down and their backstory is finding either people that remain or getting rid you can make that part of it. Yeah. And it, it's really important because there are two ways where you can take that. It's like if the whole party sits down and they're like, you know what? We want to be this one. We want this adventure to be our origin story. So the DM then has to find a creative way for them to meet, you know, whereas it's like before it could just be like, hey, you guys are traveling to do this quest without having a starting hook and you don't have to have a starting hook. You know, this is an origin story that you can see yeah. they're just traveling together. Um, so then you have to go into the whole, oh, so you meet at a tavern and we'll get into hooks yeah. that you can pull <laughs> that you can pull from later in this episode. Um, but oh, I, I have a cool one that I heard. I think I sent it to you, but yeah, we'll save those for later. Heck yeah. Um, and it's it, it's just a way for them to like talk about how their players might work. Maybe uh, two members in the party are bitter rivals, and the only reason they're par- uh, traveling together in the same party is to make sure that the other one isn't one-upping them. Um, you could have a competitive <laughs> rivalry. I, I've never had that in a game, and I'd be very interested to see so how that fun. would go. <laughs> um, or have two different clerics that uh, support two different deities. Right, right. Or uh, just a party of bards, and they all play a different instrument oh, and argue the whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. If you could get a group of four people together plus your dm and have just like the beatles of a D yeah, realm. that'd be pretty sweet pretty <laughs> sweet indeed. Awesome. um and there is this podcast and i don't remember the name of it i have only heard about it i haven't listened to it um, but it was recommended to me and it's a group of guys who are actual musicians in real life like they play in an uh, orchestra and they all play as bards and when they pull out their musical instruments to inspire people, they, actually, they play. actually play their music on their podcast and they like in battle will like form like a quartet. And it's that is so cool. It's a really cool idea. I need to find the name of it so I can pass it along, but it's a cool yeah, idea. We'll, we'll plug that in uh, socials this week when we find that. For sure. Um, and I lost my train of thought. Uh, Talking about having oh, bars relationships. Yeah, bards yeah. and all that stuff. It's another way for people to be like, oh, maybe we're brothers or we're brother and sister. Like you can look at Vex and Vax in Critical Role. They were able to come First together. that go to the same party. Like yeah, <clears throat> like there's a lot that you can do that you couldn't do in a, without a session zero. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's very very important to do that. Um, I mean, because you're going to be flying blind already. You might as well get a little bit of foresight before you just drop in. For sure. <laughs> so and it's definitely and for players. Uh, I know we've been focusing on the DM for session zero. It's a way for you guys to establish party dynamics. Like the DM should add a session zero after he does the spiel about the campaign and takes notes. He should basically sit back and be like, okay, why don't you tell you guys about the characters you want to play and like who they are, maybe say their backstory and um, figure out how you know each other. Maybe you don't know each other. If it's the origin story, let me know. I'll figure something out. Stuff like that. It'd be that, you know, that's a way for the players to kind of take the reins at that point. So I know we've gone into the session zero 
more intensely now than we ever have but it's yeah. that important <laughs> you know yeah. like it, it is very needed we're emphasizing it for a purpose yeah and like a session zero doesn't have to be a drawn out thing like if your party is committed it can literally just be like an hour yeah like you could just be like hey we're, we're playing tonight why don't we do a session zero right now then get into session one yeah it, it doesn't even have to be its own night no exactly like you guys can talk to it and that way when you start playing they can pull from that session zero you know like mm. it before like let's say they decide two people being called and decide we want to be brothers uh, but if we didn't do that session zero before our role playing would be incredibly different in uh, and people would just one. be staring at us like so are you guys like do you know each other exactly and instead of having that awkward moment where everyone just has to stop the game entirely to figure out what the hell is going on you two it's just <laughs> right? known it's just known it is known <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this is known <laughs> man um so um now that we've hit session zero do you have anything more to add to that no i think we yeah as deep as we could <laughs> <laughs> have a session zero that's all i'm about to say <laughs> yeah yeah short and, <laughs> short and simple yeah uh so uh like we said going let's decide let's say this is going to be the origin story they at session zero they decide we don't know each other uh we want this to be our first ever traveling adventure there's a lot of cool ways to do that and there's these story hooks and so we're going to give some examples on things that you could potentially do um to lure them into the world um and the dungeon master's guide gives a wide variety of things and i'm gonna let them keep those and we'll just focus on our own um so i i think I, I like that we're doing this with you and me because you are more planned out of it as a DM. And I'm not saying like you stick to your book and you don't like role play. Right. But if I'm being very honest, I don't think as a DM I have ever writ written like anything down. I keep it fresh in my head and I literally love the story and I'm just here to like keep them too far from going off where I want them to end up. Yeah. I no. just have, I have point A, point B and you guys decide everything. Yeah. And that, and that's a style, you know, and that's a style of writing too. It's like free form versus outline writing. Yeah. Like what, like what we talked about, uh, the comparison. Yeah, we've Stephen talked King about this a lot. Orson Scott Card, both great yeah. authors, just different ways of doing things. Um, and so that, yeah, I am, I am more of, Hey, I'm going to do this, this session. If it doesn't work out, I'll go on the fly. I'm very much an outlined DM. Um, but of course, I have room for deviation. But um, most of the time, I know what I'm going to do when I get to the session. Um, yeah. So, in for hooks, they want this to be their origin story. Going off the typical ones, you heard us joke about, so you meet in a tavern. Because that, <laughs> that is literally like the easiest to <laughs> that, do, especially as a first timer. There are so many podcasts of actual play podcasts that take place in an inn because it's like you're a traveling adventure all of you are ended tear weary from the road end up in this tavern um and something happens maybe a brawl fight happens um something attacks the city that you're in um or That's you're all among the people yeah or you're all summoned there to go on a quest together like that's how the adventure zone starts is they are all meet in this tavern and go on a quest together that they were all hired for so there are a lot of ways you can do with the tavern um something that i would do specifically with the tavern um is let's say you're all 
a festival is going on or something. And so like it's drawing a lot of attention to this area. You all are staying at this well, time. I know which one you're doing because you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> you're all hanging out in this tavern. And when something, you know, starts to go wrong, um, the village people are slowly starting to like lose their minds. And so like they start twitching or like slurring their words and like the party is kind of left on their toes. You make them do like some wisdom saves, like as a DM, just like some BS stuff, like just have them roll for nothing and um, start getting their senses aware. Be like, hey, like, hey, you know, Colin, give me a wisdom saving throw right now. And they're like, what the shit? Like, like, what's (laughs) what's going going on? on? And and so like they and um, they start to see. Um, that there's something very, very wrong. And the only people who aren't losing their minds are the party members, and they have to figure out, uh, without this really being a part of the adventure itself that I had created, they need to come together to save these people who are going crazy. Why are they not going together? They have to work together on this, you know? So that is a way to pull them together very easily. Um, What about you, Colin? What are some of your ideas? Um, So the one that I was referencing before we got into this was... Oh, I forget his last name, but it's Gabe from Dimension 20. He's done a little role in Adventure Zone. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how he really loves to do um, kind of like trickery stories. So you'll get like six sessions in and, and the story starts. So he started it like you meet in a tavern, but you don't have any party members you're allowed to interact with. And this happens to everyone in, that's sitting at and they don't have any interaction with each other. It's just one-on-one DM. And after you get like a session or two in, you wake, you like start to realize there's a glitch. It's almost like a matrix. You start to realize things aren't okay. Yeah. And you go to cast detect magic or detect good and evil. And you go blind because there's magic over your eyes and that and nothing else has it. Oh, geez. So you cast a spell magic and you wake up in a dungeon around six strangers or however many people are in your party. And then the story actually starts. Yeah, that's cool. I think you have said that to me before. Um, and, and it's just, it's such a cool way, like you said, to put a spin on you meet in a tavern. Yeah. And it, it is, there's so many things you can do and there's so much like that you can pull from. Um, like um, this leads us into like kind of what we're going to talk about. Like you have this idea for a first campaign or like, you know, you want to run um, uh, a game, but you don't know exactly what you want to do. There are great resources out there. And don't be afraid to go from a book your first time. Like we, it's pretty fun to do homebrews, but unless you are, I'd say the prerequisites to do a homebrew right out the gate, you have to be a good, good on your feet with it and kind of have a firm grasp of the rules of D and D so you can think on the fly of what can happen. Right. And there, the books are great. I'm sitting next to my collection of 13 books right now. (laughs) Your (laughs) Uh, stack. My stack just going up. I think there's three player handbooks in there. One from 3.5. I'm not mad about it. Um, And you just gotta, you gotta know. Exactly. And there are so many great modules out there and um, sticking to the book is fine. What I typically do is um, there's a story that I really like, or I'm like, Oh, cool. The one that comes to mind is Prince of the Apocalypse, Princess of the Apocalypse, the one that oh, us, such a good story. Yeah, the ones that uh, me, Colin, and Juan reference quite a bit because that's the one I ran for them from start to finish. And halfway through that module, I was like, you know, this is cool, but I want to do something a little different. I want to add my own twist into it. So I took their baseline for it, the whole elemental evil de- crisis, 
Um, and after they started figuring it out, started throwing my own homebrew and eventually transitioned to completely homebrew. And so it gives you time to like figure out what you want to do. Um, another thing I would suggest is you don't have to buy these books. Like, of course not. Like to play D&D, all you need to know is the rules. <laughs> and I think you can get a free yeah. copy of the player's handbook online, just like PDF version. And, um, but Hey, by the book, (laughs) I'm not saying do copyright stuff by the book. Um, but there are other things that you can do outside of D and D published art and work. You can take any fantasy hook that you enjoy and translate that to D and D. I've done that. Say you're a J.R.R. Tolkien fan. You can literally do a Lord of the Rings. Right. Reclaim the caves of Erebor or something like that. Like you can do so much stuff. Not just D&D reference, like we're saying. Like, no matter yeah. what your fantasy spiel is, do it. And, like, there are a lot of times where I'm like, hey, I really want to do this. How do I start it? I will take, like, like Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur stuff. Be like, you're all part of this organization, or you're the King's Sworn uh, Questers, or whatever. And you're on this Something hunt for this handle, artifact. Yeah, this holy quest. Yeah, so like you could take all these stories that are so well known and so good yeah. and apply them to like your campaign just to get your feet wet to figure out how you would do this stuff. Um, and it gives you a kind of a way like saying, yes, I'm in a, t- like example, I'm in a town. Now I can figure out what's in the town. Like I, we've given you Avalon with Camelot. What is inside Camelot? That lets you take the reins pretty Dude. much. I played a D&D campaign once, and shout out to the freaking DM that did this. You've been good about not sharing names, so I'm, I'm sorry yeah. I can't give you the full credit you deserve. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they made a fucking D&D campaign around the Inquisition that Lord Farquaad Oh, jeez. Taking out all the fantasy characters, and you have the choice to either fight for Farquaad or be an ambassador. That's sweet. Oh my god, dude. It was one of the funnest campaigns i've ever played that's super and sweet. pinocchio was in it as a bard and that was probably one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so funny um the one thing i will say when you decide to go to do a campaign like you you're coming up with homebrew and you decide not to go with the story module whatever start small um and then get bigger off that so like yeah. start with something that don't draws get, the players don't in. get super crazy with yourself because you will find yourself tripping up more than your players will this is a sneak peek for colin next time he plays in my game because this is the intro to the story um but it this is an easy way to kind of start small um you're all i'm going to say festival again but you're all going to this town for this festival it's this huge carnival that's been going on and the you go to this main city and they close the walls take everyone's weapons from them because you know there's civilians around you can't have like all this stuff Also, if this is your first time playing dd as soon as you hear you give up on yeah start to be on edge yeah <laughs> so like you go into this carnival you're drinking have a good time i'll let them play for about an hour or so just playing carnival games that i've come up with um, messing around you forget drew yeah. is good at that i will give you so much credit you're like all right you guys give up your weapons what do you want to and yep. you will fuck with us for like the next 15 to 20 minutes so we are desensitized to not having yep and then you're like all right shit pops off what do you do like i go to grab my sword like, you don't have it it's not there oh. bitch <laughs> what <Sorry>. sword <laughs> put your pants back on man <laughs> 
just jacking off in public right now. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it, it, they'll let them play for a little bit, play games, flirt with wenches, uh, whatever, you know, do all this cool stuff. And um, in this story, um, the city gets attacked, big attacked, a crazy summoner sorcerer comes into town he's hooded his face is masked and he creates a rift in the ground um and out of it starts pouring these monolithic uh earth elementals just crawling up earthquakes tremors everywhere and the party falls into this rift um and it's this sorcerer has used a portal gate to link this city to the earth elemental plane and that's why it's summoning these earth elementals to take out the city. The players fell through, it reversed operation, they end up in the earth material plane, rift closes, they have nothing. How do they get home? And oh my god, you gave up your weapons too. <laughs> literally nothing. Probably half of them are drunk and um, they are in a different world, need to survive in harsh environments, have to find some gate to get back to the pl prime material plane, and then we already know the goal, go take out this person who's attacking the city. So that's that's how I'm going to start my next campaign without giving away too much spoilers. Um, and it, it's something like that you could use to just I be can't like, even prepare for that. I'm just going to have nightmares until we play. <laughs> it's just to be like, I don't have my stuff. I don't have my well. stuff. <laughs> and Colin is going to be playing a sorcerer next time, so he doesn't have to have stuff. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so there's stuff like that where it's like they are just thrown into a situation. You could even use that as an origin story. They just fell into the rift. They're all by each other. They're seeing elementals shoot up like freaking the gates opening in. This is the first time they've met each in other. In Endgame, you terrible know. Terrible moment. <laughs> Doctor Strange is opening up these portals and earth elementals are flowing out of it. And you just happen to be one of Thanos' dudes who falls in <laughs> and ends up in like Wakanda He's just like looking at each other like, what the fuck? And it's like, how'd you get here? One's probably drunk. One was who knows what, and like they have nothing. They don't. They were in a carnival, so they don't have their packs. They don't have any of their survival gear. They don't have their weapons unless they sneak some in with successful dex checks. But they don't have backpacks. It's literally themselves in another world. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really, really fun. And Just so, so you know, I already have. I'm gonna be a sorcerer and tire. Carnival is collecting turkey legs. <laughs> my man, my man. <laughs> we'll be fucking ready. <laughs> Anyone want a turkey leg? I I thought this was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stuck in town with like a. Uh, I got lied to. <laughs> yeah, you just spend all your money on turkey. As soon as I get rid of all of them, as soon as I get rid of all of them, that's what okay, happens. A rift opens. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> I'm gonna buy all the turkey legs I can. Okay, this carnival is five days long. Fifth day happens. <laughs> You're out of money. <laughs> oh no, I kid, I kid. And the entire uh, carnival hates you because there's no more turkey legs and you're just walking around in the bag full. <laughs> True. Um, and so this will be really fun for me to run. It's gonna. It, I like survivability campaigns, especially when they are next to useless and they don't know what's going on. Um, and but that is a, a crisis situation where you can easily pull from it, adapt and change into multiple things. Maybe they're taken to slavery. Um, maybe they're just ransacked, left to dead on a battlefield. Whatever it is, they have to come together to survive. Maybe they're injured. Um, it pulls the party together, and you can build off of that as an origin story. 
Um, moving on, um, there is one thing that we need to talk about, and it's the role-playing side of D&D. Um, this is a tabletop RPG game, and it's role-playing is the scary part about D&D for a lot of people. Well, I think there's a misconception as well. As soon as they hear role playing, they immediately Matthew Mercer, Brandon Lee Mulligan. Yeah. Voices I need to remember this character. Right. Just make the characters have personality. You don't need to be out see voice where you're super you don't need yeah. to warp voice. Like just remember your characters and their interactions and the relations with each other yeah and and that's all it really is and as players too um the role-playing game a role-playing side of DD isn't that big of a deal uh, you can be as invested as you want to be i'm a pretty big role player when i'm a player i love when you and i play together and someone yeah. else dms because usually it's just yeah me <laughs> yeah and like me and colin will just be in character the whole time talking and like it it, it is a fun time um and so that's how we play the game um, but I don't, as a DM, I don't expect people to play the same way as I do. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's different for people. I have like almost pushing eight years of DMing experience. I was going to say, you kind of have to start doing voices or else you lose your Yeah. Right. And so it's like, um, as new players though, I remember my time sitting around the table for our first, my first game and everyone was talking in these voices. Everyone was, um, messing around playing in character and i was just kind of like right what do you do and i'm like i'd look to my friend I'm like what am i supposed to do like i was very very like on edge because like i didn't yeah. know what was expected of me um and it's okay not to know um it's role playing doesn't have to be first person it doesn't have to be you're so invested in your character you have a character voice and you say um you introduce yourself every time you get in character and like you're don't deviate from your um character so whatsoever over. yeah you don't have to dive in that if you want to go for it but there are other levels of role playing it's just about thinking about what your character is actually like so you well, it's like i think you and i gave this example on my first episode you can third person be like my character goes over here and they yeah. talk to the barkeep but instead of just being like they talk to the barkeep you have to say like they went over here asked if they could find anything right happenings about town and, and that's completely fine as well and that's how i um, most of my players play they'll say my character approaches the bartender and they ask him how their day is going and then me as the dm goes as the character barley butterman sure <laughs> wiping down a glass mug goes my day well it could be better and how much gold do you have on you you know, something like that. And yeah. it like it opens it up to saying like, oh, my character just talked to this guy. Uh, but a DM could say, oh, uh, he says his day's been fine. Um, he He's uh, looking around a little bit, keeping an eye on the bar. He's shifty looking. Um, uh, and he's just kind of waiting for you to ask another question. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm going to ask him if he's seen any strangers coming to town who we're looking for. Um, that's role playing. That is. It's not first person. It's third person. And you don't have to dress up. You don't. You don't have to LARP. <laughs> I have never LARPed. I'm not cool enough. Um, but LARPing is incredibly normal, and it billions of people around the world do it every year. If you don't believe me, just ask the U.S. military. They do war games. <laughs> <laughs> they dress up. They get in tanks. 
they shoot flour at people, guess what? The U.S. military can LARP. Anyone can LARP. So And fucking war reenactments. You'd think exactly. that doesn't count? Check yourself. Exactly. So it's it's not a big deal if that's your thing. It's actually cool. Um, and But yeah, you can be as invested and passive as you want to be as a dm who's wanting to coax players into role-playing this is a little tricky line to dance on because if you've watched great shows like critical role adventure zone all these beautiful cast members who are so great at stating character and role-playing it and as a dm who's like i want my games to be like this it's kind of um, you, you have a gold standard for what you expect. Yeah, and it's it, you're going to be disappointed because that's that's not really how D and D is played. Those are professional voice actors. They're literally they get paid <laughs> to play D and D. We're doing. They're <laughs> they're living games. all of our dreams. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know they're, they're. Why do you think we're trying to do this podcast? <laughs> right? We're trying to get off these streets. <laughs> Matt, help a brother out, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, but they they they're very good at doing that. That was their career. They moved into this or use they're comfortable with each other that's why it's so great um but average joes who play these role-playing games you're you're expecting too much so if you're wanting to if they don't show any interest in role-playing you want to coax them into it like let's say you have a player who sits quietly only pays attention for um combat they're in combat there are ways you can do this and i was very successful at it i'm pride myself on getting a player invested in my story i focused on them when we got to a town, instead of just saying, what do you guys do? I say, hey, I look directly at them, as serious as I can be, and I say, there's someone staring at you down the street. You look, you can't see their eye, it's a hooded figure, but he's watching you. He goes and picks up some baubles from the cart next to him when he sees your eye contact, and as soon as you look away, but you're still keeping a peripheral vision on him, you can see he turns back to you. And so that player is the only one who notices it, and it draws him in like, oh shit, this is happening to me. <laughs> like, okay, what 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 what's, what's going on? He looks at me and goes, Drew, what do I do? And I'm like, what do you want to do? Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, he, he slips one bobble into his pocket without paying, and you see a shiny dagger on his hip when, you, when he moves his cloak. And he takes more steps towards you, zigzagging through the crowd of people. And <laughs> this guy's face was like, what do i do what do i like what's going on and it, it, it pulled him out of sitting back into this front position where the party's not going to be able to talk over and save him like there are people like go go talk to him go talk to him they're like no no tell us tell us tell us like and he was like uh he's like i'm, I'm just gonna walk into the into the closest shop I'm like hey you walk into this blacksmith he looks up and goes are you here to pick up an order and he starts role-playing because he's frantic and um there are ways like that where you focus in on one player and that will bring them out gradually and so um, that's something you can do really really fun beautiful. stuff though that was beautiful <laughs> thanks man it, it was really fun to watch go ahead i think it is super important to not expect yourself to be the best either first time no not at all like Again, I know we keep referencing him because he's a fucking voice acting god, but you, you're not going to be Matthew Mercer coming in in cool no. voices. And no. no, and again, I'm going to be very honest, the average Joes don't give a fuck when their DM is doing these cool voices. It hurts. Yeah. But. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and they'll, they'll start really laughing hurts. at your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks because you literally have like this idea. Again, you had an idea of how cool it would be if everyone role played. But yeah, 
not in that type of party. And I'm not saying that you won't find it, but to make it easier for you and your party first time, like just ease into it. Don't expect them to be crazy into yeah. it and don't make yourself be crazy into it. And that, like, folk, like I said, again, just focus on the top three. Yeah. The character interaction, the relationships with others. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it's really sound advice, right? You know, you don't want to overcommit. You don't want to scare people off. And the most important thing is you want to be mindful of people who are playing. Like, if yeah. you're playing something super spooky, you try to get them involved, and they just are like, yeah, this is my thing. You don't want to make someone uncomfortable. You just move on. Maybe just talk to them afterwards and be like, hey, um, I would like to get you more Notice involved. Notice you are really feeling it. <laughs> yeah, is there anything I can do differently that would help you out? Or, you know, it doesn't have to be this big thing. It could just be like, if Colin was, like, not engaging in the story, be like, hey, is there anything I can do to get you more involved? Or, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a teacher slapping a student on the wrist or not paying attention. It's, yeah. it's just, like a bro who's like hey how can how can we how can we make this more exciting for you what opportunities can I give your character to have a fun time and just honest conversations like that it can go a long ways um and i mentioned some mistakes that i made as a first time crazy how much understanding and communication can get you right yeah if we could just talk to each other you know a lot of things love thy neighbor dude i'm gonna say (laughs) um uh, i mentioned earlier some of the mistakes i made as a dm and it was i had a certain style that i liked to play and i thought everyone liked how to play the game i did (laughs) so um, it's hard to take those blinders off as the dm because if you you yourself are having fun you feel yeah and then when you pick your head up and you like see the person that's been on the combat wow maybe i'm not doing my job and that's kind of the pride pill you need to swallow as a dm is if they're not having sometimes you need to look at yourself it's not their fault right and it 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 was a hard pill to swallow and it was my brother who brought it up to me um but in the game this is my first campaign campaign i ever ran and i just got just dove headfirst into uh the DD monsters encounters all these cool stuff and so just tried to throw it all in there yeah for nine months straight <laughs> I, every session was, you get into town, something's happening. And it was completely random. A T-Rex is coming in. Who knows if T-Rex exists in this world? I didn't even <laughs> think about it. I just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have my party fight a T-Rex. Right after the T-Rex fight, I'm gonna have them fight a bunch of zombies. Right after the zombies, yeah, we're gonna go find like a, a mummy or something. Like they had no connection, whatever. It was- You're just playing like chaotic witcher. Yeah, it was just like, you, these guys are gonna fight for four, three and a half to four and a half hours every Saturday and that's it. And for you know, nine months straight. For nine months straight. And um, for one of the players, it was the best time ever. <laughs> you know, he was like, this is sweet. Like he's hack and slash. All he wants to do is fight things. Um, and uh, but for a lot of players, including my brother, he was like, this kind of is boring. And like, there's no like there's no story. We're just out here fighting things. And I was like, no, no, no there, there's a story. You're trying to find these people. He's like, we haven't done anything about that in like like three months. And it was a big hit in the face, but I needed it. I needed to realize, oh, right. I'm making this about me. I, may, I wanted to use these cool monsters, but I threw them in randomly so I could just use them. And it didn't make sense to the players. It's like, you're telling us that like, right after a t-rex shows up there's a horde of zombies and right after the zombies we have to go into this pyramid that just showed up like what's going on and i was like logistically how i was like i guess that makes sense like i do (laughs) and he's he's like it's cool i'm not saying this stuff isn't cool but like 
what's going on in the game and i was like yeah you're right there's nothing going on in the game it's just a fight it's simulator. like when you watch it's like when you watch a movie and literally it's just action scenes there's yeah. no plot and by the time the movie ends you're whoa, like whoa 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 i just watch whoa 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 um the john wick movies are great okay <laughs> listen john wick, john wick has stories still it does keanu reeves has like 12 <laughs> lines in the first movie still in my top five favorite movies i don't care <laughs> listen silent films were a thing long before keanu reeves wasn't talking and that man oh, he's not great. talking any movie and he's amazing he is fantastic um although they did him dirty in the newest matrix taking away his kung fu and just making it so he use the force yeah i haven't seen the new matrix yet i always saw the first one so it's oh my god you have three to catch up on i know right but i don't even remember the names anymore <laughs> all i remember is i went through a phase where i fucking love the first trilogy even though the first one is god tier second one is all right third is dog shit yeah and i'll probably get lit up but that's my opinion i'm sticking to it <laughs> and fourth is just mediocre dog shit yeah, no, I, I, I've heard mixed things about the whole rest of the series. The first movie was unreal good. Um, but there are mistakes that you're going to make when you play as a DM. And it's just... Oh, yeah, we had a podcast we were doing, sorry. <laughs> right, no, no worries. <laughs> it, it's just a way for you to be able to take that on the, chin, on the chin like a man or woman and say, hey, yeah, I need to be mindful of the people who I'm dragging along with me through this crazy show. Um, yeah. So, it, but well, overall... Because you, you are together. It's like you said in the beginning. Yeah, it's a party game. DM, GM, when all your... Yeah. You are part of this party. Your goal isn't to them and make it impossible you want to make sure that they're having fun in a sandbox but you are the bully that throws sand in their face every once <laughs> true you're you're just like the wind and the little kids played in the sandbox like they're gonna yep. get sand in their eyes but hey they can't be pissed at the wind at the end of the day yeah at the end of the day they're having fun in a exactly so <clears throat> it, it, being a dm is a big handful being a player is a big handful different responsibilities um dm has a responsibility to the players because they need to make sure they're having fun make sure everyone has a voice everyone has a scene everyone feels like they are main characters in this world and players need to validate the dm saying hey we're having a good time um or if also saying they also too. have responsibility to the dm saying this sucks like step it up like as hard <laughs> as brutal as that is it's yeah. it is your responsibility as a player to be open with your dm because that's the only way it's going to change if they don't know it's an issue they're not going to change i would still be running campaigns uh well, hopefully not the way you were <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully i would have figured it out my own but if yeah. my brother didn't come out to me and say you know you suck at this i would not have changed uh so and, uh, and like i said uh, even though i just based on what i said sounds like drugs <laughs> <laughs> I said um, something. <laughs> I said know I did. Something. I did say a good point. <laughs> but um oh my god, I hate myself sometimes. <laughs> Being high and autistic is one hell of a, a life. Dude, but <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> you got this. I thought so hard. Oh, we were talking. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Oh, so hard down the rabbit hole. So it's okay. No, we were talking about that we're going to make mistakes. You have responsibility to each other as players in DM. Um, but it's all about oh, having yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. I remember. We got back. <laughs> as a player, you owe it to your DM to 
Kingpin. If they are telling you what is happening in the story and there are clues and things that you need, write it down. Write it down. They didn't They didn't come up with this story for you to forget. And ask, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> What's going on? Well, is it my turn? <laughs> I know we're I know we're trying to figure out this riddle for the but pay it, attention and write it down. Pay attention, write it down, sound sound advice. Um but this Which was helped me if I did that. Right. <laughs> And this, <laughs> this was a great episode for new DMs, uh, new players, whatever, whatever you have it to kind of get a feel and advice from where we've come from over the years. Um, and I hope it shed some light on things that you can do, things you shouldn't do. And overall, you know, it's a game. Have fun. We're, we love it. We have a good time playing it and we have a good time talking about it. Um, Colin, I don't have anything else for these guys. Do you? Uh, just the usual. Make sure you shoot us a... Uh follow comment whatever on our twitter at the beyond the board eight and then our instagram which is beyond underscore the underscore board 801 awesome. made it super simple for instagram you're welcome <laughs> for sure for <laughs> sure um please check us out on the social medias colin's our man for that um and please leave us a review like follow whatever on our um wherever you get your podcast needs feels good to say that we are on everything um and (laughs) we're we're everywhere (laughs) you look behind your shoulder we're there there. (laughs) um but do check us out anything is helpful good bad reviews help a lot just like reviewing your dm it is needed keep us in check that's right uh but thank you guys so much always please check out patty knox he's super sweet check him out on soundcloud at patty knox and let's get out of here man let's go to bed love you guys